screedle deedle, a doodly dee, a screedle deedly doo. What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk! I'm Johnny Destructo, a.k.a. the Thwip Tribble. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. I'm Brandon. Right now, I'm the Chatter's Brandino Tribble, but that might change someday. Ah, oh, someday, when he's a real boy. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We are here at 4327 Main Street, which is a comic book store called Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. Ooh, ran out of breath there. And uh, we're here to talk about uh, the periphery, right? The umbrella of of news and pop culture, whatever we feel like talking about, really. We're talking about the gutter space. The gutter space. JD, what is the gutter space? Well, I'm so glad you asked me that, Brandon. Thank you so much. We really uh, did just I'll explain t- this not two shows ago. I'll t- I'll well, t- every, well show is every show is someone's first show, yeah. right, Brandon? Is yeah. that what you're about to say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. I, I ran over it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um... So the gutter, Brandon, since you were so kind to ask me this question, in the comic book page, there are panels, yeah? Which that's where the, the yeah. action the action takes place within the panels. Now, in between the panels is a blank space, a negative space, a gutter space. If you've seen Doom Patrol, it was where the finale takes place. In actually. the gutters? Mm-hmm. In the, what, the TV show you mean? Or? Yeah. Oh, neat. I mean, that's not. It was the penultimate episode, but yeah. Oh, that's neat. You know, that's that's something uh, people don't use enough. Mm-hmm. Penultimate. Oh. I know. Back in the day, I thought it was the same as ultimate. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it was the last ish, the last episode. Penultimate means the second to last episode. We're learning so much, and we're just getting started. We true. got emails. We got oh. letters. Oh, we got letters. Oh, we got lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. This is from Christopher Goodnight. Misrepresentations and slander, sir. That private message was not meant to be bust on Gutter Talk. I think he means used. Um, believe, believe he means used. Not meant to be used on Gutter Talk. If anything, it should have been used on the next episode of For Real Though? See now, Len, I don't know if you know this, but on the Cult Pop Network. Podcast Network, mm-hmm. there's a, th- a, th- a fourth show called For Real Though? But mm-hmm. see, it's spelled R-E-E-L. Okay, cool. Because we're talking about movies. You, oh, get, you know what I'm saying? Cute. You get it. Anyway, what, that's usually when Noel and I get the press passes to go see a movie ahead of time. We do a real quick review on For Real, though. Nice. But who knows when you're going to do another one of those, considering there are no more Marvel movies this year. On to the topic at hand. Ned. Oh, see, he's talking about Spider-Man. Let me, let me back up. Spider-Man. Far From Home came right. out a couple weeks ago, and we did a whole, for real though, episode on it. Mm-hmm. And he's responding to that. Ned is a complete doofus, so of course he acts like he knows what he is talking about, when in reality, when in reality he has no clue. I had no problem with Mysterio. Yes, we know his shtick, but the average Joe doesn't know. And you know how I know they don't. The woman next to me at the theater actually gasped when he monologues about what is actually going on. I had the same thing happen in my theater. Someone next to me was like shocked when Mysterio was revealed. And because I'm, I'm curious about the, the layman, right? The every Joe who goes in to see the movie. And so I asked a couple of people, do you know who Mysterio is? 
mm-hmm. including my wife. And she was like, no. But what she meant was she didn't know much about Mysterio. She right. knew that Mysterio was a Spider-Man villain. Yeah, I think the average person knew that much. That's not, no. I mean, may, maybe the average, sure, maybe a, a bunch of them do, but I've actually spoken to people since then who don't know, just because it pops up, and I'm like, the movie comes up, and I go, well, I know you're not a geek. Okay. Do you know, did you know, were you surprised? Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought he was going to be a good guy. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it worked. Because he certainly, while even if you knew, like, when I say the average person, I mean, like, the average person that's into comic books, mm-hmm. I guess, generally. But the average person... No, because Mysterio is not one of the more popular. Yeah, like villains he's a B-list Spidey villain. Uh, yeah, Maybe C. He's probably C. He's probably B-list Spider-Man villain, but in the world oh, of he's villains, C-list. he's C-D-list. I yeah. say C plus. No, nope. no, mm. no. Never mind. Decided. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Mysterio. I tried. <laughs> uh, he continues. I don't like how generic the elementals were. There was a bit where Flash mentions Maury Bench as a sailed who got water powers, a sailor who got water powers, but it was a BuzzFeed article and mocked as such. That just means the character can't be used now. Either actually use them or don't mention them. I didn't need J.B. Smooth, Smooth, who made a decent bebop in the Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles show from 2013. My my uh, my mouse my it was in front of the I couldn't anyway from 2013 <laughs> and Martin Starr who I've never really liked except for maybe Silicon Valley and Brad him being played by a 30 year old man confused the hell out of me I thought he was their age when they blipped out and then aged five years and was on the trip as a third chaperone the cre- and creepily going after MJ as someone who was much older than her. Uh, is I didn't get that he was five years younger than them. How the fuck did they know who he was and their age when they blipped back? So, I mean, they knew who he was because he came back and he was like, hey, guys, remember no. me? I'm I think he's Brad. saying he gets it now, but he didn't get it yeah. when he watched the movie. Oh, I see. As for Mulan and all the Disney live-action remakes, I've never seen Mulan. I never saw Tangled, and I never saw the one with Tiana. I don't even know what that, was, that one was called. Princess and the Frog. Yes. The last traditional animated Disney movie I saw was The Lion King, which I am going to see this coming Thursday night. The Little Mermaid, despite my love for Sebastian, scarred me for life. Ursula was so creepy, and I never need to see a live-action version of her. Hmm. I do like movies with a twist, so Oz the Great and Powerful and Jack the Giant Slayer, I thought, were really well done. And The Magician's Apprentice as well. I do want to see a live-action version of The Sword in the Stone... It's a movie I watched a lot as a kid, and I really want to see a good live version of it. Chris St. Saucy, good night. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so you have to explain to me the Brad bit, because there was a part of that kind of, like, left me a little confused as well. Go. Brad didn't blip away. Right. But at least Peter, MJ, and Ned. Everyone. Everyone else did. Yes. Yeah, Betty. And yeah. so everyone else did. So B- Brad, at the time of the blip, was five years younger than them. Yes. So when they get come back, he's in school with them. They're yes. in the same class as them. He's now. in the same class. And I think his point, just trying to think of as a kid, is that if they were, is, if he was five years younger than them, 
would they really know him back when they were kids? Right. Because that that was the part that was also tripping me up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, would they really have known somebody? Maybe if he was like two or three years behind them, I get you. Yeah. But five years behind you, that, considering that they were in high school, that's a whole nother school back right. from them. And even then, in the middle of that school, like he didn't mm-hmm. been in middle school, would they really have known him? Yeah, they all talked about him as if they all knew who Brad was five years ago. Right. Because he's not like he's somebody's little brother. Right. That would be we don't different. Know that. But, but but you would have at least That's seen true. that they reference. They should have said it. If, yeah. yeah, they should have said somebody's little brother was... Was now all of a sudden, that you would know, have in our school. cleared the whole thing up. Right. Yeah, I agree. So that that so that so part did, and I think that's actually what he's referring to, and that does kind of like... I can see that. Thing. That's, a, that's a thing, yeah. I get it. Um, little Mermaid, Ursula, eh, I don't really care. I, Ursula she never was, really bothered me. Uh, Ursula, she didn't, she didn't scare me. Mm-hmm. But I did like her. I mean, yeah. I and I and I know that she did scare kids. Kids, yeah. So I, I I can feel him on that. The thing that scared me as a kid was there was a Disney live action movie with no dialogue. Is that am, am I crazy? A live action. Are you thinking um, of Fantasia? Fantasia. Fantasia. That was it. Okay. Was animated. It was Mickey Mouse. That's like, but I say live action. You said live. I'm action. sorry. No, I meant animated. Okay. It was definitely animated. Right. But there was like a, it was all music. Mm-hmm. It was all music yes, based yes, and yes. animation. And then there was like a demon, a devil Chernabog. kind of. Yes. Chernabog. Yes. Yeah, that frightened me. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. If I remember correctly, that's part of that's part of what the Magician's Apprentice I think is. Yes. Based yeah. off of. Yes, yeah. it is. Because he mentioned another part that freaked me out was in. Was it Pinocchio or I remember there were dancing pink elephants. Someone gets kind of high. That's in. Um, oh God, what movie is that in? Is that in? Is is that in? Is I used that to in Fantasia? Dumbo. Oh, it's Dumbo. It is Dumbo. It is Dumbo. I Some, just looked it up. It's Dumbo. Yes, it's Dumbo. Because because I remember it because it's not part of the the live action. Oh. But yeah, it was in Dumbo. I mean, I know it had pink elephants in it. Yes, yes. But it was... It was Dumbo. Oh. It was Dumbo. Okay. Oh, I guess Dumbo, he drinks... Oh, that's it. Yes. Yeah, he drinks something weird or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought... Look at that. It's creeping me out right now. I don't We're watching it it right now for those... I'm uncomfortable. It is, and it it is... He's like stoned. It it freaks you. Why is... Oh, he's drunk. That's what it was. They got him drunk. The crows? Did the crows get (laughs) him drunk? Racist crows. (laughs) Anyway, um... Uh, Sword in the Stone. They just did a Sword in the Stone. It wasn't literally called the Sword in the Stone. Because it was probably Arthur. It was like Arthur? King Arthur. Yeah. Right. Because look, Sword, for those who like don't know, ago. for those who don't know, Sword in the Stone, the, the animated movie, is more or less the, the story of King Arthur. Yeah. Merlin's in it. And right. I would say if you're looking for a good live action King Arthur tale, I would suggest the show Merlin. Which I assume was a BBC show. It, it was. was all British people. Yeah, I watched the that first show. Episode. Was great. Did you like that? I mm-hmm. uh, didn't stick with it. Yeah, me neither. I, I watched really the first one it. and I was like, "That's fine." I didn't like it the first time I saw it, and then I went back to it, and I really mm. liked it. Okay. I also really like um, Arthurian legends and stuff. I do like that. I, I, that I, I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for that, like sword and sword and sorcery, sword and sorcery, sword and dragon type. Well, stuff. there's a new one that just came out like two months ago, three months ago, and it's about a little kid. Um, and he winds up getting the sword, and there's like he's got a couple of bullies, but then they wind up helping him out too. It's live action. And I actually think I, I know what you're talking about, and if I remember, it actually didn't get bad reviews. It just yeah, didn't make money. Good. And it's directed by somebody. 
uh, somebody who's who was like, oh, that, that's interesting. I mean, I'm seeing. I looked up King Arthur. That's not it. Yeah, it's, it's not called. This, it's, it's 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 the kid is right. In this. It was the kid in something. It's ah. the it, because the King Arthur you're looking at King Arthur Legend of the Swords stars the guy from um, Sons of Anarchy. The kid who would be king. The kid That's who it. would be king. That's the one. Who directed it? Well, one sec. Director Joe Cornish. Yeah, Joe Cornish. Why do I know him? Who's that? Uh, let's find out. He's he's done stuff. Attack the block, Ant Man. Attack, Attack the, the block. block. There, there it is. There it is. Boom goes the dynamite. You know what? <laughs> now I want to see the kid who would be. Every time I every time I hear that, I go, oh, I gotta watch that. Yeah. I know and because I it, it was one of those things. It didn't make any money, but it got very good reviews. I'm gonna watch it. Same. Anyway, so Christopher Saint Saucy, good night. You may want to try the kid who would be king if you're looking for a live action sword and stone, John. And if you haven't checked it out, watch Attack the Block. Oh, it's so good. Attack the block. It's that was a nice one that I like. Had never, I had heard mumblings about it when it first came out. And oh, I, really? I finally sat and watched it, and I was like, oh yeah, that movie is so, so good. And that's so where we dope. got um, Finn. Finn, yeah, Finn. yeah. Um, he mentions. I actually was just thinking about this movie the other day. Oz the Great and Powerful. Terrible. I was never. That? I did. not didn't no, no, see Oz it. Oz the Great and Terrible. No, it was, or is it? Powerful? No, it's powerful. It was great and powerful. Oh. Yeah, it's great and powerful. Oh fuck me! Because it's the origin of Oz. Yeah. It's it's yeah, because it's like it's some. Um, it was I saw it. It's so we're starring James Franco, right? And he goes to Oz, and it's how he like he becomes he the fakes, wizard. Yeah, he fakes becoming. Yeah. He fakes magic and stuff. Yeah. How how did you like it? I thought it was fine. It got me. I almost read like the rest of the books. Apparently, there's like five books in the series. Oh yeah, the Oz series. And it yeah. almost got me to read it. So like it interested me, but it wasn't it wasn't great overall. I would say. The the whole thing of Oz has been done in comic books more than a few times. Uh, most famously by Eric Schenauer. I think I'm pronouncing his name right. He did did um, graphic novel versions of all of the... Oh, is that the writer? No, he was an artist. Writer and artist. Oh, because what I'm thinking of is Scotty Young. Yeah, that's, that's more recently. Oh, okay. That's more recent. Eric Schen, admittedly, is, is old. It's probably from the 80s. But it was extremely popular at that time. I think he did almost all of the books. Yeah, I'm looking it up, and I do remember a few years ago it being like real popular. And then my, probably my favorite comic book thing dealing with Oz starred uh, Captain Carrot and the amazing crew. Oh. And it was the Oz. The amazing Zoo crew? Is that what they were the amazing, Yeah. Um, the amazing Zoo crew and it was um, called the Oz Wonderland Wars. Oh, okay. So it was Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew, and they have to go fight out in the world of Oz ah, and Wonderland. That's weird. It was so dope. It was I liked I Hate Fairyland, which I isn't actually Oz. Right. It's all about kind of Kind of like in, in, in that. Where I, I want to like that. Yeah. And because it looks dope, mm -hmm. but I just can't find myself to no, right. bring myself to buy it. You know, Oz the Great and Powerful, 2013. For all of the, it's directed by Sam Raimi. It's got Mila. Oh, I didn't know he he yeah. directed it. Mila Kunis, James Franco, Michelle Williams, Rachel Weisz, Zach Braff, Joey King, Ab Abigail Spencer. Great cast. Great I cast. Have no interest in seeing this movie. It got great promotion. It didn't get good reviews. No, it looked. I just I saw the trailer and I was like, this looks bad. It was interesting. Uh, no, I was gonna say it was interesting seeing Mila Kunis's change because she plays the witch who becomes the Wicked Witch. Oh, and that was 
interesting. But so it, she starts it, off cool, and then at the end, mm-hmm. is like she's like his and friend, and she's like his love interest. Oh. But I felt like it was a kind of superficial reason why oh. she went evil. So I'm not a musical guy. Was it a musical? No. Oh, but I really hope they pull off doing a movie version of Wicked. Oh, I hear that that I was want, very good. I, that was large, I loved like, 15 years ago. Wicked. I when I saw I saw that in DC, and I was I was floored. I was like, and I I only went because my daughter wanted to go, so I took her. All right. And um, but I, I absolutely loved it. Wow. And I know they've been trying to adapt it for a film, um, and I really hope they do. It, it's really cool, especially like the whole, like how they kind of like. They, they kind of like uh, tweak the Wizard of Oz movie because it's not really based on the book. It's, it's, um, but they tweak the movie and it's kind of like behind the scenes of the movie and stuff. And oh, it's so good. I've yeah, always I've been curious to see it. Yeah, I've always wanted to see it just because, like, I heard it was really good. I, there's a lot of plays that I want to see, and I just have never gone to the theater. So I, I've always hoped they become movies so I can see them. Yeah, I'd like. Uh, I'd really. I guess I'd want to see Hamilton, and I want to see the Book of Mormon. Oh yeah, I've never seen the Book of Mormon. That's another thing. I don't want to see that. I never. I never listened to um, musicals uh-huh. like albums, so I really want to see. Hamilton, so I can listen to the music because I mm-hmm. heard it's great. Yeah, I listened to the Hamilton soundtrack without s- watching the show, but uh, it's not quite the same. I'd rather watch it. Right. And I, I just wish they would do one of those. What are they called? Uh, something events at oh, movie like theater. Fathom events. Fathom events. Just let me watch it. Just record it so I can watch it in a movie theater. They're gonna be doing that no time soon. I know. I not long. They can still get three hundred dollars yeah. a ticket. I know. But um, Hamilton hasn't been on the road yet, has it? Yeah, I've heard it's been somewhere besides like Broadway. Okay, okay. Uh, We have another letter. Oh, we certainly do. Brandon Payton. Brandon Payton, our man from the left coast, as it were, if I am correct when I say that. Spider-Man thoughts. Interesting to hear all of your thoughts on Spider-Man Far From Home, especially about them revealing Spider-Man as Peter Parker to the world like that. That left a bad taste in my mouth. I was okay with them making Peter lean into being the new Tony Stark of the MCU, but that was a bit much for me. The part in the jet where Peter is, as JD put it, Tony Starking it up was actually my favorite part of the movie because it felt like a natural progression for Peter. Even Happy putting on Tony's original music felt endearing. But ending the movie with Spider-Man's identity being exposed felt too Iron Man-ish. I loved that Mysterio made Spider-Man look like a villain and that Jay Jonah Jameson was the one spreading the quote-unquote fake news. I just wish it ended there and we got the Spider-Man we all know and love juggling his personal life against his hero life. Hated by half the city and basically anti-Iron Man in that he wants to be a hero and anti-Captain America in that Everyone hates him, perhaps even blaming him for Iron Man's death. Or at least I hated it when I started writing this email. (laughs) Now, 
I think this could be a good thing. I think it perfectly sets up two major Spider-Man arcs. One, the Sinister, the Sinister Six is probably going to come back in Spider-Man 3 now that Spider-Man's identity has been exposed. We already met Scorpion and Shocker in Homecoming, and Vulture can be forced back into the group by threatening his daughter. And then the last three picks are anyone's guess. Though, if they really wanted to introduce Craven like everyone is asking for, it'd be the perfect time for the group to hire a quote-unquote Spider-Man killer. And two, it is a perfect setup for Spider-Man's leaked identity to cause his death, which would introduce Miles Morales into the MCU. Donald Glover, planet the seed. Now it's time to bear fruit. So I guess I am on board with everyone knowing that Peter Parker is Spider-Man for maybe two more Spider-Man films and one or two Avengers movies. Hopefully, Marvel won't let me down. But... Oh, yeah. A question. Um, so who would you like to round out the MCU version of the Sinister Six, the Sinister Six in Spider-Man 3? You can cast if you like. I think it's safe to assume Vulture, Scorpion and Shocker are locks. And considering the Spider-Man villains we've been we've already seen in the other iterations of the web slinger i would bring in flesh fresh blood and make the team vulture michael keaton coerced by threatening liz since he seemed friendly with peter at the end of homecoming scorpion michael mando shocker bokeem woodbine craven joe mangi uh manginello hobgoblin Daniel Day Kim, employed by Norman Osborn, and Doc Ock, played by Javier Bardem. Okay, so one rebooted character. Or maybe piggyback completely off of Into the Spider-Verse and cash Julia Louis-Dreyfus, but only to set up Miles in the future. I was extremely tempted to add Mysterio back into the mix, but then that would make the Peter Tingle look really weak, since Peter confidently confirmed that Mysterio was dead at the end of Far From Home. Anyway, that's my six. What's yours, fellas? Two things. One, apparently Dimitri from Far From Home is, that's the name of Chameleon in the comics. So Who's he, Dimitri? He was the guard who kept showing up at Peter around at Peter's school. He was the um Remember when Peter like when their their school the bus trip driver? got hot, yeah, the bus oh. when he got the trip Do you got think hijacked. He's a chameleon. Possibly. Oh. So yeah. Interesting. That's okay. neat. I thought I, you said two things. I think I did oh, too, yeah. but I forget what Number the other two. one was. <laughs> um so he says everybody is asking for Craven. I don't think anyone's asking for Craven. Well, people people have like we expect Craven. Well, no, it's because asking. it's because when you start thinking about the movies as a comic book reader, you start thinking about okay, what stories could they Can we adapt? Do next? Yeah. And one of the great Spider-Man stories is Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah. So that's why people are asking for Craven. Oh, okay. Plus, with um, with the recent Hunted storyline, I think mm. people are excited for him. Um. That's a pretty good list that he put together. He actually put a good list. The only thing is is that if the DCU moves forward in any way, 
you can't use Joe Mangianello. Why? Because he has been cast as Deathstroke. Yeah, but you know who's Jim Gordon? Oh, Gary that's Oldman. right. James. No, 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 not Gary Oldman. It's, Gary Oldman it, was the old one. Oh. Jim Gordon is is actually um, uh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Yeah. Simmons. That's right. That's right. Mm. So it seems like they're willing to do it to let them cross pollinate. I like the idea of Julia Louis Dreyfus as the female Doc Ock. I kind of do like. That. I like that. That's real good. Well, just she wasn't the voice of. I don't Doc Ock so. in Spider-Man. Oh, wasn't she? Into the Spider-Verse. Oh. I mean, maybe she was, but I don't. I didn't remember. She looks like the character. She certainly, yeah. I could see it, but I don't think she was um, Daniel Day Kim, Joe Manganiello, Bokeem Woodbine. That was my second thing. Technically, Hobgoblin is already in it because Ned Weeds is Hobgoblin. Oh. I mean, really, it's Genki, obviously. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Technically, no, so, no. That he Ned, could be Hobgoblin. I don't think they're going to make Ned a villain, so no. Yeah. So no. So, so I and I wouldn't mind, you know, Daniel Day Kim. This is good. I would put Venom in it because they've been talking. I heard recently that they were talking about um, putting Venom and Spidey together. Well, Sony's been talking about that, right? Yeah, that that doesn't mean Marvel wants to do that, right? Yeah, and I don't Um, know if Marvel wants to do that to legitimize that Venom movie. Yeah, also maybe they could redo. It's a little uh, mature. For their audiences, not yeah. Not for like, them to be cross, yeah, yeah. That's true. Very true. Especially the way they did. What's his nuts? Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. Like he's like, no, no, shucks, I'm a good guy. So yeah. yeah, I saw some people. I don't think this is gonna happen. But like they were saying, Venom could come in. Now that the world thinks that Peter Parker <clears throat> is a villain, it could. If Eddie Brock was a hero, he'd be like, he, "What's up, y'all? I'm the good Spider-Man." He could. Well, maybe he like comes after Spider-Man because he thinks he's bad. Ah. Oh, so, yeah. all right. I mean, it's not Do people, happen. here's the thing, though. All right, so a couple of problems. The first one is, now in retrospect, I am questioning that decision by the filmmakers because it doesn't really seem in line with Quentin Beck's character. The entire time, he's making friends with this kid, and every time he has to, his intention was not to kill the kid. He was not there to do anything against spider-man it was basically all he wanted were those glasses and when it came time to it he's like well shit i guess i gotta kill the kid i don't want to kill the kid but i gotta kill the kid because it he interfered and he was now an obstacle right he was an obstacle to get out of the way Mm -hmm. but if assuming he is actually dead and was dying why would he posthumously want the kid's secret identity revealed? Only thing I could think of is if he's not dead. Right. And he's going to come back and he's like, he tried to kill me. I'm back. I'm exactly. Gonna, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But, of course, we have to contend with that whole, is this a, an illusion? And then the glasses tell him, no, Peter, this is real. So, I don't know. I just thought it doesn't seem, it seems strange within the context of that character's development. Unless he was real mad at the end, I guess. Yeah. But like he's like a sixteen-year-old kid. Why are you gonna throw him under the bus like that? I, I I much preferred the first one where someone came to Adrian Toomes and he defended him. Like I don't know if if I knew who the kid was, he'd already be dead. I think. But he did know. Maybe it works as his legacy. Maybe he wants his legacy to be preserved because if um, he cared so much about the bar thing, like he wanted his technology to be well known. Maybe yeah. as he's dying, he doesn't want to be remembered as a villain. He wants to be remembered as a hero. Okay. I see that. I could see that. And he had to throw the shade on Spidey right, in order Spider-Man, for him to look like a good guy. Right. 
Not bad. Okay, I'll go with it. Um, but uh, oh, do we think that the kid from Christmas Story, who Peter B- Billingsley, yeah, that he was the assistant who wound up downloading everything to a USB stick. Do you think he's going to be the next Mysterio? If it is true that Quentin Beck is dead? Question mark. He could be. He I, could I, be. Also, sub sub comment. I text so much voice to text that I literally say the word question mark now. <laughs> I say that out loud. Yeah. I don't think so. I think I've seen a lot of people thinking that like he was doing something with that USB stick. But to me it seemed like he took that that had the file of um of Mysterio outing Peter. That's what it seemed like to me. So I don't necessarily think he has anything other than that. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay I mean it's possible. But he was but he was to me more of the maestro behind all of the drones and all that type of stuff. True. So I could see I could certainly see them writing him coming back as Mysterio and just being very, very behind the scenes because he doesn't have the build for the suit or anything right. like that. And using that to kind of like mess with Peter's mind, you know, that Mysterio has actually come back from the dead and everything I like that. I think the real question is Will Linda ever finish steaming that cape? Will she come back? <laughs> Will she be the new villain? She's like, he made me steam the cape. I'm coming back for revenge. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, Do you want to cast your Sinister Six? I mean, you... I like what he did here. I'm fine with his uh, cast. I mean, I don't like Bokeem Woodbine. I thought he was fine. He's fine. shocker. He's, but he's not a guy... He's not top tier villain. Well, none of the, what do you mean not top tier? None of these guys are really top tier. Michael Keaton. Okay, outside of Michael Keaton, but who's that other guy? Who's the um, Michael Mando as the Scorpion? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I guess you're right. And and with all due respect to Joe Mangianello, after what True Blood, he, yeah, he, he ain't really done nothing. Yeah. I don't know. They just don't seem like they're all but you C-level can, villains. They're all so they got C-level actors. I, that's what I'm saying, though. So what's wrong with that? That that matches. I guess. All right. Fine. Because they fine. all combine. They put their powers combined. Yeah. To create a match for Spider-Man. All right. Cool. I'll go with it. That's all I got. That's enough. I like that list, and I specifically like Julia Louis Dreyfus as the Doc female Doc Ock. Yes, yeah. yeah, I like female Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, she's she was great. So I, I I go with that. We the 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 male Doc Ock. We've seen that before. Sorry. Keep going. And Spider Man doesn't really have a whole lot of female villains except for uh, Black Cat, who is like um, you know villain maybe. Yeah. And I can't think of any other female villains he has. You're the Spider-Man guy. There's a female Electro. She yeah, was just now. in uh, Amazing okay, so Spider-Man Okay, so that's recent. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the other one that used to be in a Sinister Six. Because Electro was in a, yeah. a Sinister Six. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I originally. was listening to a podcast. People were joking. They should just bring everyone back. They should get Jamie Foxx's Electro. No, they, they should, should never get, bring back They should that. get What's-His-Face's Otto Octavius. They should get um, the other guy as Green, well, Green Goblin. Alfred Molina. Alfred yeah, Molina. Alfred Molina and... I forget Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. No. Green is it, should we get Dane DeHaan or should we get James Franco up in the air? Or and James Franco wasn't Green Goblin. He was the Hobgoblin. Was he? No. The he Green was the new Goblin. 
Oh, a new goblin. The green goblin we had a fucking was um, Willem Dafoe. Right. So should snowboard. we get Willem Dafoe? Should we get Dane DeHaan? Should we get both? Who knows? Willem Dafoe. They can't <laughs> afford Willem Dafoe. Dane DeHaan needs a job. You're saying so. Marvel can't afford Willem Dafoe? Did you, did you just say that? <laughs> well, first of all, it'd be Sony. And second of all, I don't think Willem Dafoe will come back. No. Oh, well, that's different than he, they can't afford Willem Dafoe. So he will give them a price that they couldn't afford. Psst. He say, "I want Tony Stark money." Yeah, and they'd be like, "They'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah." Somebody give me Dame DeHaan's number. <laughs> um, he also used to used to shop at my um, my shop. His dad, Willem Dafoe. No, Dame DeHaan's dad. Dame DeHaan's dad. Mm-hmm. Dame DeHaan's dad shopped at the Hero Complex. No, mm-hmm. at the other shop. Dame DeHaan's dad was a denizen of your. Did he was going to? I knew, uh, yeah, I knew he was going to try to do it. Yeah, you know, you know, Stan Lee, buddy. Um, what else we got to talk about? Should we talk about Thor? We can talk about what about him? There's a Thor four. Oh, there's a Thor four. Now, no, but <laughs> done. Uh, here's my question, Len. Taiko Watiti, did I do that right? Yes. Oh, I did it right. Taiko Watiti is doing Thor four. Uh, <laughs> it was just dropped today. I think that they were, he's going to be doing it. But that means his live action version of Akira is going to be postponed. Oh, really? Do you, would you rather see Thor 4 or Akira? Akira. Me Same. too. I but did, also, I don't want them to make it at all, ever. So I'm like, I'm on both sides equally. We didn't like Thor 3, so. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I did not like Thor Ragnarok. I hate you. That's right. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok is not a good movie. It's so good. It's not good. I love it. I'm upset. I mean, I like Ta- Taika Waititi, and I like that this movie, obviously a lot of people like it, so I'm glad that they're making another one. It's same with Guardians. Like I didn't like Guardians that much, but if everyone liked it, it makes sense to bring James Gunn back to keep doing it. Uh-huh. But personally, I'm not excited that this is the direction Thor is going to be going. Here's the thing. I loved Thor 3, but I would be okay with someone else directing the next one. Here's why. Because it felt like a nice little fun, a fun, fun little yeah. one-off departure, but I've been reading Jason Aaron's That's Thor what I was recently. Say, like having it's so badass and it's so good. Yeah, and yeah. I don't see this Thor ever doing that. But also, the Thors before it hadn't done it either. Thor, Thor two is my second least favorite movie of the entire. I would say Thor two was bad, but Thor in it, I think, had some cool moments. Sure. And that's what I think. Like, if I'm looking for, like, a badass Thor, I feel like Thor 2 had it more. Mm. Nope, that's not true, because Thor 3 had the end. So yeah. never mind. Cool. Mm, yeah. I just don't like Ragnarok. It's empty calories to me. Also, don't you think it would be weird to go from the Thor from Endgame into a very serious Thor again? It depends on how much of... Thor is in Galaxy 3. Yeah. Because Galaxy 3 could be the primer for the Thor that you see in Thor 4. True, 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 true. I mean, but that's James Gunn, so it's not like... It's unlikely that that one would be super The serious serious. one, either. Super... No, but it doesn't have to be super serious to, you know, bring Thor back to a status that he could um, realistically be in a badass movie the next time. And to be fair, I'm not saying that uh, Taika Waititi can't do a badass Thor movie, but if we're going off base of what he did in Ragnarok, I would it's I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to see Ragnarok 
two. Yeah. Let's put it that way. If they got him, I want him to do something a little different. Yeah. 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 Um, also, are do you, it, it occurred to me while we were talking just now. I think I'm really tired of Star Lord. Well, I like, think I'm his shtick his stick is like. I, I'm I'm not, I'm not looking forward to more Star Lord. No, I think the only reason people are looking forward to Guardians Three is just to see him bouncing off of Thor. That's the only. Yeah. That's the only like, thing that's funny. That, those some of the worst bits is him and Thor trying oh, to one, thought, on, one I, up each other. I actually other. like those. Are you? Are you? I mean, I think they maybe copying my voice. I felt like, that went on too long. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was about to say. I think it maybe played a little long, but it was yeah. funny. And then at the end, they were doing the same thing. You know, when they're like that part, we both know who's captain. Right. You know, like, Again, I think it could be funnier if it was a little shorter. Yeah. But just, I mean, every. That's the thing, though. Every scene where they're bickering together has been too long. Right. And so it's now all, we're going to get a whole movie. It's of it. all directed by James Gunn. So, yeah. But again, it depends on what happens in, in the next Galaxy uh, Guardians. Because in the next Guardians movie, he is, Star-Lord, is uh, likely to be on the search for Gamora. So who oh, knows right. what uh, you know, state of mind he actually is going to be in. Maybe he's not as jokey because he's looking for yeah. his chick. Yeah, I'm just ready for as much as I love the Guardians movies. I just have a bad taste in my mouth after Infinity War and Endgame. I mean, I think that might also be the fact that Star Lord was like the reason everything went to shit. So yeah, and nobody got recalled him on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else we got? I have questions. If you oh, have questions. Brandon's Brandon got has, questions. Brandon has questions. But before we get to your questions, because I like to end with your questions, because they're 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 you know they're they're a nice dessert. For the show, do you, did you see that they released the Emmy nominations? No. Ask me this question: Do I care? <laughs> do you care? No. About the Emmy but nominations. But let's talk about it anyway. Well, specifically for this show, we got an Emmy nomination. Oh. Now I care. Oh, if only, because <laughs> if that happened. That would be all the validation that Brandon would need. You guys told you, you guys. Yeah. You guys could get it if you would just put your stuff up on, on YouTube. anything. Filming. <laughs> <laughs> on and you would just film it at all. <laughs> Brandon, uh, if you bring in video cameras and you record us, I we have, have a phone. That's, that's how we do Why it these days. Why have you been recording this whole I'll time? I'll do it right now. God damn it. All right. Yeah, mister, you need to be on. I've got a phone. Then why aren't you using it? You're not using it. But uh, specifically for this show, I wanted to talk about um, Game of Thrones. Ooh. Because Game of Thrones got like more nominations than any other show. Oh, did it? They yes. apparently HBO surpassed its own record of Emmy nominations. Yes. Do we remember the preceding record holder? I could tell you, and it was HBO. No, I yeah, it said oh. they broke their, put own, their record. own record for a show getting the most nominations, right? Yeah. No, well, I, I, a, a I network. Oh, okay. Uh, never mind. That's too long of a conversation. I thought yeah. it was like an HBO show broke the record for an HBO show getting so many nominations. Yeah, no. right. No, never no. mind. Okay. What so, about it? Game so of Game of Thrones, it, it's got a number of you know nominations, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nominated for Best Drama. Okay. Mm. And considering the the feedback that people have given this most recent season, Uh do you think that it it deserved that nomination? Or is this more of a, you know, career thing? Yeah, it's like like a lifetime achievement. Lifetime achievement. 
That's what you think? It is certainly the long, like, it, it's been a big thing for, what, six looking, years, seven years? It seems to me like it might win. Well, based on the shows that it's up yeah. against, because it's up against Better Call Saul, Bodyguard. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Killing Eve. Ooh. Ozark. Hmm. Pose. Secession. This Is Us. It's Killing good. Eve is really good. I like that a lot. But again, us. that's... Phoebe Waller-Cates. Yes. Bridge. Bridge. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Damn it. Yeah. And This Is that. Us is like the critical darling. Yeah. Everyone, everybody everyone loves. Everyone cries about it. Succession wasn't bad. Pose is good. Yeah. Wait heard. a minute. Chernobyl's not in there? Well, Chernobyl is nominated for Best Limited Series. Yeah. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. That was awesome. Um. Yeah, I think it, it belongs in there. It's nice. certainly more well-known than the rest of those it's nominations. It's more well-known. That's true. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Big Bang Theory is well known. Doesn't mean oh, it's good. Fuck, you're right. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. This is us because you just pointed this out, and I didn't realize that it's nominated for best drama, but it's also nominated for best limited series. And I thought mm-hmm. that was. Oh no, 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 no! no, 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 no I'm, no, I'm no. looking for um, when they see us. That's my uh, fault. Ooh, that's up there too. Yeah, now you know what? Now with Chernobyl. Say, now well, all right. So let's go through. Let's There's go some through. real good shit. Let's go. Well, you want to? Let's stop. Let's start at the top. Okay. Okay. Best comedy. Uh huh. Barry. Yeah. Fleabag, Ooh. Ooh. The Good, good Place, place. Huh? The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Ooh. Russian Doll, Shit's Creek, yeah. Veep. Yeah. There's some real good stuff on there. Yeah, I'm rooting for Fleabag. Hold on, let's, now we got to do it. We, 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 I'm going to go... I'm rooting for Fleabag. Fleabag or Ms. Maisel? Well, Ms., see, M- Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which was good, I believe won last year. Did it? Marvelous Miss Maisel is cutesier than Fleabag. Fleabag is like yeah, that's f- real. Yeah, that's yeah. the realness. I would do Fleabag because it's 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 a very it's a its own thing. It is definitely its own thing. Oh, I think so too, but I don't think it's going to win. No, I would no. Go, I'm saying me. Yeah, me. I want either Barry or The Good Place. Those are my two. I've watched two episodes of Barry. It's cute. I think Barry's going to win. Also, um, what's his name? The guy with the glasses uh, from The Good Place? Uh, Ted, Ted Danton? No. no, you mean Cheedy. Cheedy! Cheedy was in Midsummer last yep. night. Uh, best drama. Best drama is Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, Game of Thrones, Killing Eve, Ozark, Pose, Succession, This Is Us. Killing Eve. Yeah, I want Killing Eve to win. I really like that. I really want that to end. But you're right. I think that's Game of Thrones to lose. Yeah. Best limited series, Chernobyl, Escape at Denimora, Fosse Verdon, Sharp objects. Ooh, shit. When they see us. Ooh, double shit. I think this is when they see us all the way. It's gotta. It's gotta. Sharp objects, though. If anybody hasn't seen sharp sharp objects, I awesome. heard that was good. It's real good. And Chernobyl. Oh, Chernobyl. Okay. Yeah, but Chernobyl's so sad. Oh, and when they see us was a giggle fest. Well, no, but I mean, but it still is. I don't know. I was literally. I think. <laughs> I had made a post where I had I was watching When They See Us and Chernobyl at the same time, and I didn't know what made me sadder. Well, at least from Chernobyl, I mean, When They See Us, when you learn their full story, yes, it's effed up what happened to these men. But at least they're now millionaires. Oh, When They See Us? I thought you meant the Chernobyl people. No, no. I was like, I mean, uh, at least, yeah. So, I haven't seen any any of these, so I can't comment. You still haven't seen When They See Us? You said you had started it on Batman's whiteboard. That's what I, you put down. Listen, you I had lied. to finish watching Was it lies? Is it lies? I had to watch so you, Krypton. So you lied. Say you lied. 
Wait, we... <laughs> <laughs> Technically, you promised to watch Doctor Who. And I started watching Doctor Who. So I'll start watching when they see it. But you said you had point. started already. That's true, I did lie. You lied. Oh, you <laughs> yeah, I did. I forgot I said I had already started. <laughs> you, how, why would you... Never mind. Because so, I planned on it being true by the time I saw when, but then I didn't see oh, it. Oh, I see. Um, I would go... I got I got to tell you, man, when they see us in Chernobyl, I honestly don't know which of those two to win out. They're both so good. And they're both heartbreaking and they're both difficult to watch. And they both deal with really, really important historical mm -hmm. events. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going when they see us. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Quiet, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> But Chernobyl, as far you know what though, Chernobyl, as far as making a show, I think required more. Uh, there was more to it. There's more. Um, I don't want to say effects, but like it's not just like when they see us is all about conversation. Mm -hmm. But it's right? not. It's not about what went into it. It's about which was the better show. No, but I'm saying which one of those is did more. Did more. Did more work. Did more work. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm having trouble explaining myself. Um, or it went more. More went into the production of yeah. Chernobyl than yeah. when they see us. Yeah. And that and that may be fair, but but to Brandon's as point, as far as like that doesn't a watching experience. Yeah. I'm going Chernobyl. I'm going when they see us, and for no other reason than when they see as us. As long as either one of those wins, I'm happy. When they see us, actually changed history. It lost a, lost a lady her job, so God bless. <laughs> Best actress in a comedy: Christina Applegate oh, with Dead to Me. That was good. Rachel Brosnahan from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Also good. Julia Louis Dreyfus for Veep. I love you. Natasha Leone for Russian Doll. God damn it. Catherine <gasps> O'Hara for Schitt's Creek, and, and Phoebe, Phoebe Waller Bridge, Bridge for Fleabag. Damn it. Damn it! This is, this is there's easy. so many good actresses in this. They're all amazing. Yeah. Now, see, Julia Louis Dreyfus, I think, has taken home if not the last three or four, then she's taken out like the last two or three. But with this being Veep's last, last season, season. Yeah. they may just like just okay, take this and <sighs> and roll out. Christina Applegate was awesome and dead to me. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan was is amazing as Ms. Maisel. Yeah, but she's not my favorite part about that show. So I will be. What is fine. your favorite part? Oh, my favorite part is because um, uh, she is my favorite part. Anytime I, she's not on screen, I'm waiting for her to be on screen. I just forgot her real name, oh. but the person that plays her manager, the one. Oh, she plays Lois. I forget Lois. Her name. Um, yeah, I know you're talking about. She's a mate. No, you're right. She should be. She should be up in that list. Well, she's not the lead. Oh, you're right. Is this, this well, is no, it's best, best actress. actress. Well, but best actress is usually the lead person. Um, I'm going to go Rachel Brosnahan for Mar Marvelous Miss Maisel, although I kind of want it to be Phoebe Waller-Bridge. You want it to be Phoebe Waller-Bridge. But I think Rachel Brosnahan is doing more different things, doing more character work in Marvelous Miss Maisel than Phoebe Waller-Bridge is. Phoebe Waller-Bridge in that show has either sarcastic or sad those are the two. Right? I think she, she does, showed more range I think in season she two. I think she shows a lot more range in season two, and and I think she shows more than uh, marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Really? And marvelous Mrs. Maisel is doing work. I love the show. I'm not knocking it, but I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge is showing just if if 
if not more, just as much. So real quick, real. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm having a moment. So I almost said twice, like she's got to sing songs. Rachel Brosnahan. Now, this goes back to when we were first talking about the show, how I was talking about the way it was shot, the cinematography, yeah, the way yeah. that the actors and, and actresses moving are around. moving, um, the staging, mm -hmm. the lighting, the colors, everything mm -hmm. about that show feels like a musical to me, mm -hmm. so much so that I... Again, was like, well, you know, she's got to, she's got to sing those she's songs, those and then songs. I was like, well, there's no songs. No, no, no. What are you doing? She's get up on stage doing routines. Yeah, yeah. There's no songs. But Not I, at all. Yeah, because it's so musical mm -hmm. looking, I forgot that there's no songs. So anyway, yeah. Best, Best actor, actor in a comedy, we had Anthony, Anthony Anderson. Anderson in Blackish, Don Cheadle in Black Monday, hmm. Ted Danson, The Good Place, Michael Douglas, The Kaminsky Method. Bill Hader and Barry, Eugene Levy, Schitt's Creek. Uh, I, think, I can't speak to this one. I think they're going to give this to Bill Hader. Mm. See, the thing about um, Barry is that it's a comedy and a drama. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff Layers. that goes into Like, honestly, I don't find Bill Hader's character that funny, mm -hmm. but I think he does a lot of good acting. In there. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think this is Bill Hader's all the way. Um, What's Black Monday? Black Monday is Don Cheadle's... Um, Showtime series about what happened like right before the big Wall Street crash of a few yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah. Um, it's I didn't funny. Even know that this existed. It's funny. It's funny, and he's funny in it. Is but it I don't comedy? think. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's doing like super heavy lifting in it. Okay. But uh, it is funny. Uh, best actress in a drama: Emilia Clark, Game of Thrones. Nah. Jodie Comer. For, or Comer, I don't know how you pronounce it, Killing Eve, Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder, Laura Linney, Ozark, Mandy Moore, This Is Us, Sandra O, oh, Killing Eve, mm. Robin Wright, House of Cards. I'm going to go with Jodie Comer, Killing Eve. Yeah, see, I want to go Sandra O oh for Killing Eve. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go with them. But you know what? I also would not be mad if they gave this to Laura Linney. In Ozark. Oh yeah, yeah she's she's, I, she's really grown on me as an actress. Oh, she I, I've always she's great. loved her. Always loved her. I always found her a little creepy. Her characters are always a little creepy really? to me. Uh, was she in the um, Jim Carrey film? Um, Which one? Ah, oh, god damn it! Uh, liar, liar. And if I don't see a good evening, what is it? Good evening. Oh, god damn! It, I can't remember the line now. Uh, um, the Truman Show. Truman Show. Good morning, and if I don't see a good is she in Truman Show? Like, like what? Playing like his wife in yeah, that? Yeah, isn't she the wife? Is she the wife in that? I want to think. Yes, she is. Anyway, yeah, I'm going with you. So, Jody, we're both we're both going for Killing Eve, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going for the assassin, and you're going for I'm the, going for Sandra the agent. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I've only seen Game of Thrones, and I'm not going to say Amelia Clark. Yeah, so. not definitely not Amelia Clark. No, I wouldn't. Uh, best actor in a drama: Jason Bateman for Ozark, Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us, Kit Harrington for uh, Game of Thrones, no. Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, Billy Porter for Pose, Milo Vidimiglia, This Is Us. I think this is Billy Porter is going to take it home. I don't think his character is the lead of Pose, but he would be the lead guy uh -huh. in that in that show. I've never seen it. Um, it's a really good show. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kit Harrington doesn't get this as a lifetime achievement for what he's done in Game of Thrones. Yeah. But what has he done? Well, he's come back from 
the dead like that's, five times. That's, that's the character. It was not the time. actor. Had the actor come back to life, you'd, I'd be with you. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Like, I, don't, I can't. I, I like Jason Bateman. I, love uh, Jason I want Bateman. him to win stuff because I think he's great. I love but Jason I've only Bateman. seen the one episode of Ozark, the first episode, the pilot. I wanted to go to Peter from Heroes. For no real reason. Because <laughs> he's not in Heroes anymore. Best Actress, Limited Series or TV Movie, Amy Adams. Ooh. Ooh. Charm <laughs> Objects. <laughs> Patricia Arquette for Escape at Danamora. Uh, Anjanou Ellis, When They See Us. Joey King, The Act. Nisi Nash, When They See Us. Michelle Williams, Fosse Vernon. I've seen one episode of Joey King's The Act. And that's very creepy. Remind, remind me of the act. That's, that's the, the one, one about the, the girl. The mom and the little girl. See, yeah. Quietly, quiet is kept. Patricia Arquette should be up here twice. Yeah. She should be nominated for both. Yeah. Both Johns. I didn't even realize it was, when the movie, when the show first started, I was like, is that who? It looked familiar, but you oh, weren't sure, right? Me too. Yeah. Me too. I got to go Amy Adams just because I want her to win you all see, the awards. You, you just want to see her up on stage yeah, I do. in a gown. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Question. What? Are we going through the whole list? Yes. It's, 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 it's a lot. We'll, we'll, we'll stop we'll, at some we'll, point. Yeah, I mean, we're not we'll going to we'll, we'll get to... We'll get to the more, you know, We'll do a couple girls. more. Where are we at? Um, so I'm going... But, oh, I see. I don't know the names of the actresses. Nisi Nash, when they see us... Or Anjanou Ellis. Who are those two characters in When They See Us? Nisi Nash. Uh, they're, both, they're both moms, I imagine. Yeah, they play the... the I'm try, I can't remember which ones they play, which moms they are. Um, you know Nisi Nash when you see her, though. She's... Do you ever see... You don't have cable. I'm about to say, you don't watch Claws. No. Um, do you ever see... Uh, we probably never saw that show. That cop show that used to be on Comedy Central that she was on. Was it... No, I don't know. Uh, it was, uh, was it Reno? Yeah, Reno Night. She was on that. Oh, I see. She was uh, the mother of the kid with the, the kid in play hair. Yeah, High Top. Yeah, okay. High top. Right, right, right. Um, and then who's the other one? Joey King. No, 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 no. No, no, not Joey King. Um, Anjanou. Anjanou. You just did Anjanou Ellis. Oh, you did Anjanou Ellis. Okay. Oh, and then, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You knew, know I, I knew you knew Nisi Nash when you saw her. She was... Was she the kind of like she was not the nicest mom? No, yeah, she did good work on that too. She did work. I, I really did not like her. She did work. Uh, if, if if Patricia Arquette was not, like, I want to give Patricia Arquette the award for the act, for the act. So I'll give it to her for something I didn't see. I see. Because I figured, well, she was great in the act, so she's probably great. Probably great in Danamora. <laughs> so give it to her. Um. Yeah. I, honestly. Amy Adams was good in Sharp Objects, but I was honestly just giving it to her because it's Amy Adams and mm-hmm. I love her so much. Um, I might do Niecy Nash because I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if anyone every from time every time she was on screen, screen I was mad. Yeah, she made me real mad. Well, she's a good actress. Yeah, and she's been around for a minute. I, she's always done good work. Best actor in a limited series or TV movie: Mahershala Ali, True Detective. Mm, I want to see that. Benicio del Toro, Escape at Danamora. Hugh Grant, A Very English Scandal. Jared Harris, Chernobyl. Gerald Jerome, When They See Us. Sam Rockwell, Fosse Vernon. See, now I want Sam Rockwell to win something because 
I've been a long time fan of Sam Rockwell, and uh, he kind of disappeared for a while, and then he started making a comeback. So yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he's great. But I, honestly, I've never seen Fosse Verdon. Uh, I'm looking up Jared. Jared Harris. Harris. Well, you saw Chern- Chernobyl. Yeah, I, I don't know who he was in Chernobyl. Oh. Was was he the radiation? What was? Oh no, he was good. Um. What else has he been in? You know him. Oh, he was in, um, well, he was in, I first saw him in Mad Men. And then yes. he played Moriarty in the second Sherlock movie with oh Robert, God, that's right. Robert uh, Downey Jr. Um, he also plays, um, oh, he's a villain in, a mo- in another movie. Fa- fairly recently, I just saw him. I like on Vanity Fair, I just clicked on it. Jared Harris's charmingly British reaction to Chernobyl's n- Emmy nominations Obviously, one's thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> and I can see him just saying, like, obviously, one's thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> he was in The Crown? Yeah. Is that he's, what you were thinking? That's right. Yeah, he was in The Crown, but that's not the one I was thinking of. You said a film? Yeah, fairly recently. Uh, the Man from Uncle? It wasn't The Man from Uncle. It was. Oh, I can see his. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was. Um, Oh, I, I just saw the pul- I just saw the remake of Poltergeist. Okay. I'm thrilled, Harris said over the phone. Obviously, one's thrilled for oneself, but it got recognized in just about every category it was eligible for. It's extraordinary. It's wonderful. Yeah, I like Jared Harris. Yeah, he's, he's good. Very good actor. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if he got that. Nah, not at all. Um, all right. Uh, uh, supporting actress in a comedy. We'll, we'll Alex, Alex Borstein. That's right. her. That's, that's her. That's who we meant. But that, that, I don't care about the rest. But anyway, um, just to be fair, oh. Anna Chlumsky. Anna Klumsky. Klumsky. From, do you remember her? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. From. It, she Well, she's in Veep. Well, no, but she's from uh, that Macaulay Culkin movie where he got stung by all the bees. Oh, yeah. My Girl. Oh, that's Anna Klumsky. She's all grown up. She, I, She's a little girl. I always saw her face. My girl went too. Sion Clifford for Fleabag. That's the sister. Thank you, thank you. Olivia Coleman for Fleabag. Olivia Coleman. She's great. Betty Gilpin for Glow. Sarah Goldberg for Ooh. Barry. Oh. Maren Hinkle. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, I think that's her mom. Oh, she's good, too. Yeah. And Kate McKinnon, Saturday Night Live. I uh, love Kate McKinnon. She's great. But. Yeah, you can't give it to her. I got to give it to Sarah Goldberg. For There's this one scene in Barry where she gives this monologue, and it's like a minute long where it's just her talking. And it's just her. She's pretty much like breaking down her whole character. Like she's talking about herself. And it's really great. And yeah. I almost want to give it to her just for that. Yeah, see, but I got to give it to Alex Borstein because as funny as she is in A Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, there's this scene, and, and to be fair, I'm not sure if it's uh, season one or two, but when there are these gangsters that are looking for her. Oh, and they yeah. basically have staked out her house. So she basically has to go sleep at the club. And to watch her just go into the club late at night, turning off the lights and stuff and calling herself up onto a chair, you know, trying to get comfortable, but also there's, she's a little scared mm-hmm. because these guys are after her was just like sent chills down my yeah, spine. Yeah. She really is one of the best things about that show. Uh, and I'm so glad that she is able to get some recognition for it because mm-hmm. she's been doing work for a long, long, long decades, time, decades. long time, man. Um, and then there's the the episode when she's going around with the plunger. Oh, oh my it's God. so good, so good. 
Um, but uh, Olivia Coleman, I think I want to give it to because I she's been in so much BBC stuff, and uh, I'm just now sort of recognizing her name. Yeah, but I got a funny feeling she's been awarded. Yeah, he's like I if if I was going to pick either of the Fleabag people, I would go for C.N. Clifford. Gotcha. The person that plays her sister. Oh man, she kills it. Supporting actor in a comedy. Alan Arkin for The Kaminsky Method, Anthony Carrigan for Barry, Tony Hale for Veep, Stephen Root for Barry, Tony Shalhoub for oh. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Henry Winkler for Barry. Tony Shalhoub. Tony, Tony Shalhoub. All day. Oh, my oh, man. God. It's, it's going to be Anthony Carrigan. Just, it's, oh, gosh. It's, it's, you don't, think they're, going, you, you don't yeah. think they're going to give it to... Uh, Henry Winkler, I could. Oh, Henry Winkler has some good parts. I think they're going to give it to Anthony Carrigan too. Anthony Carrigan just is so funny. He's he's <laughs> so, been the people everybody so been talking funny. about. The the Tony Shalhoub bit in the Mar- marvelous Miss Maisel, where his his study has been misplaced into the living yes. room, and the books are all over the place, yes. and he's trying to. He's like. Stuck behind them, it's like a small like moat of books, and yes. he's oh, it's so good. He's like yelling at his daughter while trying to navigate all of these books. It's so, it's such a good bit. But then there's the scene in the second season when him and his wife, his wife basically ran away back yeah, to, yeah, I to, think France, to Paris, yeah, and he goes there to get her. Um, it's so good. And then he and then he just. All right, well, we're going to be in Paris. And then there's just this one episode with them just living their life in mm-hmm. Paris. It is so freaking adorable. Yeah. And he goes and meets a bunch of guys. A bunch of guys. That he can't even talk to. <laughs> they, but he's having a ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his first real friends. He doesn't, because yeah, yeah. he doesn't have friends at home. Back home. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, oh my God. God, I love that show. Anyway. Supporting actress in a drama. This will be the last one. Or maybe well, after supporting actor. Yeah, because we've got to do these two. So, okay. And I was this one I wanted to get to. This one. Because this is all Game of Thrones. Yeah. Gwendolyn Christie, Game of Thrones. Julia Garner, Ozark. Lena Headey, Game of Thrones. Fiona Shaw, Killing Eve. Sophie Turner, Game of Jesus. Thrones. Maisie Williams, Game of Thrones. I want to give it to Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah. I want to give it to Gwendolyn Christie, but I don't think she did enough. I do. I mean, I think she did more than the rest. Not this season. Really? When no. When she gets knighted? Yo. Like, her face? Her, thank you. Oh, my God. Yes. That, this is exactly what I was thinking. Every time I think of Gwendolyn Christie now, I think about that stupid-ass grin that she gets on her face when she gets knighted. She stands up, and it's just the... it's. There's no embarrassment. There's mm-hmm. there's nothing other than pure unadulterated joy. Mm-hmm. So much so that she looks and pride and pride. It, it's it literally when I when I hear her name, I see that face, mm-hmm. and it has stuck with me ever since she made it. And I was so impressed by it. I, I, there's just something that's so real and and wholesome and lovely about it that. Yeah, that's why I want to give it to her. Okay. Because of that face. I hear you. I would go for, and I would be happy with either one of these, Sophie Turner mm-hmm. for did, uh, uh. Sansa, because Sansa gives you shade. She gives, she turns into, like, the second uh, little finger. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she is all that and then some. So you're, you're going for a Lifetime Achievement Award? No, I'm going this season. Well, she wasn't a little finger. She was a little finger like like a season ago. No, she was a little finger in this season as well because okay. she's the one that basically sets it up when she learns about the story of um, John's parent of John's parentage. She tells 
uh, little that's bull true. because she that's knows true. that's all I got to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and just played him like a sucker. Yeah. And you know, uh, I, but so, so, but, 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 so that's, so that's my vote for her. Yeah. But I also, in my actual vote, first vote would be for Maisie Williams mm-hmm. because Maisie Williams, as badass as she is in the battle against the Nightwalkers, you know, uh-huh. and, and then coming in with the killing strike. I know where you're going. She then is this terrified little girl that has to escape King's Landing yep. underneath all this fire and brimstone from the dragons. Mm-hmm. And you are you feel for her in that both dichotomy instances. is so yes, so lovely. It's so good. I. Oh, okay. Just real quick, just because my answer is Sophie Turner. From beginning of show, season one to end of show, my favorite character arc of all of the characters is Sophie Turner. Watching that actress yes, yes. go from what that character was in the beginning to what she is at the end is masterful work. Which is why everybody hates the last episode because she should have been the because when, when Duke uh, and now I'm drawing a. Peter Dinklage Brand. character. Oh, um, uh, character. Tyrion. 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 When Thank Tyrion you. goes on with his his stupid soliloquy to talk about who of us has a story to match Bran, uh, yes. excuse me, Sansa's sitting right there. She's got a story that'll uh, out-trope any of them motherfuckers. I don't know. Bran's story literally has supernatural elements and ageless That and got ageless bestowed being. upon him. Yeah. It got bestowed upon. After he got shoved out of a window and got everything busted up, and he's got to walk around, not even walk around, he's got to wheel around. Yeah, and what did uh, Sansa have to go through? A lot of stuff, too. A lot of mental and physical yeah. anguish. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I'm with not, that it's brand. my store. <laughs> no, you get the fuck no, out of here. I'm not gonna. You can't make me. <laughs> Mine's Arya. I just, I like her character arc from Amazing episode Williams. one to the end. Now, if you were going to give lifetime achievement, I do think that Sophie Turner ha- has earned it. Lifetime achievement is the only reason that Lena Headey is yeah, nominated. Yeah. She did nothing. She, did she nothing. showed up and looked out some windows <laughs> for a million dollars an episode. Yes. She got a million episodes and did the least work out of everybody. Yes, which which is probably the reason why I think Except she was only- Except for maybe Hot Pie, who I don't think was in the season. <laughs> Hot Pie, second runner-up. Wait a minute. But Lena Headey did give us one of the best scenes because when she goes tippy toe in her butt past the um the the, the oh, mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me. You, I see you guys are busy. Uh, I'm just gonna. If you just, could you move to the left? I'm just. I gotta get down the stairs. You guys keep doing what you're doing. Don't mind me. Tippy toe, tippy toe. Yeah, that was great. All right, and last but not least, supporting actor in a drama. Alfie Allen in Game of Thrones. I don't know who that is. Is it's, that Hot um, Pie? No. No, that's um, uh, Theon. Theon, yeah. Oh. Jonathan Banks, Better Call Saul. Uh, Nikolai Calder, Costa Wildo. Nope, no idea. Game of Thrones. Jamie. Jamie. Oh, Lannister? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Peter Dinklage in Game of Thrones. Oh, shit. Giancarlo Esposito, Better Call Saul. Michael Kelly, House of Cards, Chris Sullivan, This Is Us. Peter Dinklage. Yeah, I want to give I it the... See, see, it's got to be Peter Dinklage. No, to me, it's, 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 it's uh, Jamie. Jamie? Yeah, Jamie. Even even this, in this... Think about it. Think about it. The other half of that knighted scene is Jamie. Yeah. And Jamie kills it on there, and then he has his whole situation with... Um, with Brienne, mm-hmm. but then he goes back to 
Cersei. To Cersei. And you understand why he does that. But I don't think that's that's not him. That's the writing. He has to get it across. He's the actor. Nah, yes. I don't. Nothing he did. There was no scene in this right. season. Episode. Like, there's been past ones, sure, where I'm like, oh, man, that's good stuff. But really, Peter Dinklage, anytime he's on screen, he's the person I'm watching. Okay, I mean, then then I wouldn't give it to Peter Dinklage only because I think he's won it before. Oh. And Jamie, if, if you're going to give lifetime achievement, then I'm giving this to Jamie. If we were doing li- lifetime achievement and for this, I would give it to Alfie Allen. Which was that again? Theon. Yeah, but Theon. Oh, yeah, yeah but Theon. I mean, I he, hate him so much. He that's, was good. I should hold it against him, but I hate that character I don't, so I much. I don't hate Theon. <laughs> I, oh, did. I, I, I hated him so long. I hated it until the night the Night Walker killed him. I hated him. Yeah. Up until same. that point, and then I was like, okay, now you're. This guy it. sucks. <laughs> you good, you're, you're dead. Great. You know what I mean? I'm glad they, you're dead. They couldn't cut cut I'm off too many dead. dicks off that guy, but um, <laughs> grow more dicks on that dude just so I could keep lobbing them off. Ugh, that's horrible. All right, so those are the Emmy nominations. We're probably going to be way off. I'm just looking down real quick. Patricia Arquette is nominated for the act, but for supporting actress. And I guess that makes sense because now that I think about it, her character is killed off, like, after the first few episodes. In the act? Yeah. She dies? Spoiler. Yeah. Oh, I only saw the first episode. Oh, sorry. Well, it's a real. It's, I thought it's a, a true story, so I thought you knew it. No. Oh. Um. Oh, and Vera Formiga. Oh, she's another one. Vera Formiga. She could when get they hugged, see us, man, I'd hug that lady. <laughs> I'd wrap both moms around her, and I would just give her a a very, a very respectful hug. A very respectful hug. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry, I just tickled myself. Uh, all right. Anything else? I think that's, that, that's enough. But that's our Emmy write-up. But Brandon has questions. Don't I don't know how many questions you have, but give us two. Okay. Give nice. us two questions. I know it's an hour ten, that's and Jamie likes to call it after an hour. But Jamie, I, you know what? That's not the first time I've wanted to call you Jamie. Why? Did he change? Your I name? have no idea. Oh. I don't okay. I have no idea because J is J D, and J is Jonathan, right? Yeah. What's the D? Johnny Destructo. Yeah. Oh. That's right. Jonathan Destructovich. When I came, my family came <laughs> over and they came to Ellis Island, they had to shorten it to Destructo. What's your question? <laughs> uh, there's one quick one. Favorite fan theories. Oh. Favorite fan theories? Yeah. I hate fan theories. I mainly thought of this at the time of um, Aladdin. I was thinking like the idea that the genie is from the future. That's one of my favorite fan theories. Oh, I see. Fan theories. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Not okay. like what's going to happen next. No. Oh, I got you. Well, I'll, I'll say my favorite fan theory. It, it, it tickles me. The whole idea that the Flintstones and the Jetsons are in the yeah. uh, actual like same, same same world. Same time. Same time. Yeah. yeah. Like it would. It's a post-apocalyptic and the, the Flintstones are living on Earth. Underneath the smog. Underneath the smog, and the Jetsons are living in the clouds. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. I don't pay attention to those. Give me some. Well, well there's one. That's one. That's a good one. Do you have? I mean, they're my favorite. Like I was saying about um, the genie, is that he's in the future? Is that he's from the future, and that's how he like makes all these references to like things that they wouldn't have had in Aladdin's um. time. And then there's one about the Rugrats that the right. babies are actually all dead. Oh, I heard and that just too. Figments of the parents' imagination. 
Yeah, that's sad. It's really sad. <laughs> but it, you know, you know, these fan theories they they rework things to make it work so it gets your brain like, wow, that yeah, I guess that could be true. All right, so because oh. I am not up on fan theories, I want y'all out there in the Geek Nation to email us at blacktribbles at gmail or coltpopgo at gmail.com. Give me your favorite fan theories. That way I can read those and then decide if any of those <laughs> are my favorite fan, fan theories. I don't listen, I don't I don't there's not something I pay attention to. I don't pay attention to them, but I You uh, you you had one right off the cuff because I've, just... I've I've heard them. We we did a yeah. show about them on the, on the Tribbles. Um. Also, I got that Aladdin one wrong now that I think about it. It's not just that the genie is from the future, it's that Aladdin itself takes place in a post-apocalyptic future where only like Middle Eastern culture survived. Uh, and so, that makes more sense. I was like, how did he get yeah. him back in time? I guess he's a genie. So yeah. How you feel about Lashana Lynch being cast as a uh, 007? Lashana Lynch, who played, um, uh, um, not Monica Rambeau, she plays Monica Rambeau's mother, Maria Rambeau, in Captain Marvel. So I saw that everyone was getting all about it, Um, but what is it? So he leaves, he stops being 007, so then they pick a new 007, played by this woman, and then he comes back to pick up being 007 again? No, no, what it is is that he's in the movie. Yeah. He's James Bond. But he's she, not 007. Right. She's she has the designation of 007 now. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. I don't give a shit. That's awesome. I would have preferred... Um, I always think that he should have been a good 007. Um, Ooh, Idris Elba? Yeah. See, even at the time that they started talking about really it... He's not really anything it, different. It's just like I Idris thought Elba was, showing up. Yeah, but suit. I think he's too old. You think? Yeah, I think he's too old. Oh, how old is he? He's in his 40s. Oh. Which is not old. I'm Am not I saying too he's old. Am I too old to be old. 007? Yes. Have I finally? You're not too I old. I finally You're aged too... out of 007. Well, uh, having watched you on the skateboard in the in, in my store, shop, I just yeah, you I certainly are not in the in shape my... <laughs> of 007. I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's more about balance than shape, but whatever. Um, you had a second question. Uh, sure. This uh, yeah. So, what is your favorite? Overall fan experience, like what was it like reading Crisis for the first time or the oh, death of Jason Todd? Because for me, that it connects to a story. So part of why I like Doctor Who so much is that I was around for the 50th anniversary, and there was so much promo for that, and like they did two like little short episodes, one of which they brought back the Eighth Doctor, who had only been in the TV movie up until that point, and they kept like there was a lot of like fan stuff around it. I ended up seeing it. Um, I saw it in theaters. They simulcast it, so like everyone around the world got to see it. So like part of why I like the show so much is that it was like it was a fan moment. So I'm wondering if you guys have anything like that. Okay, I'm 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 still not sure what you mean by our favorite fan experience. Like anything that was like a like a moment in a culture that you're involved in. So like the Doctor Who 50th anniversary was big. For Doctor Who fans, not because it's not just big like as an episode; it's big as like, like an event. So I've got two. Okay. Um, one one is only about ten minutes. It's less than ten minutes. One's about two minutes long. Um, and that is after decades, after Star Wars one, uh, four, five, and six came out. Mm-hmm. They revealed that they were going to be doing the prequels, episode one. And honestly, I had such a rush just from sitting down in the theater and that Lucasfilm logo coming up in the bright green and then the, the music score 
of Star Wars starting mm-hmm. was huge for me. Because um, honestly, the first movie I ever saw in the theater was episode six. Oh, really? My mom took me to see it. Um, we, I remember she even showed me when there was a double page ad in the newspaper mm-hmm. and she showed me and there was all the Ewoks and Lon and, uh, and, and uh, uh, Leia and everybody was in it. And I was so stoked and she took me to go see it. And um, so after all those years, hearing that audio yeah. was, was yeah. real big. Um, more so than that, though, I got to say watching Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. And seeing that dude thwipping through the city, doing the thing that I'd never, had, I'd never seen it like that before. And I read so many Spider-Man comics, and I had so many visuals in my head of how it would be to thwip through the city. Um, that uh, watch, watching that up on the big screen for the first time was was giant. It was a big thing for me. Um, two come to my mind. One, I'm not sure if this fits what you what you want but it's the first thing that came to my head and that's when I got to sit down with Nichelle Nichols who plays Yohora in Star Trek mm. and interviewer because it was at a convention here out in Great Oaks um, and it was just it was just me because the Tribbles couldn't make it so it was just me there with my girlfriend and she was talking to a bunch of you know like signing autographs and stuff like that so i walked up to like our handler and asked you know if i could you know i do a podcast can i like just get five minutes with her so she said well i'll ask her she usually doesn't like doing interviews but i'll ask her because it was kind of slow so he he asked her and she said yeah so she said just sit down right here They're like you know i'm going to keep on signing autographs if you don't mind and we talked and it honestly was supposed to be five minutes wound up talking for about a good 25 30 minutes right so i'm i'm good but this was maybe a week or two after leonard nimoy had died so i felt like you know the reporter in me said i gotta ask her so i asked her you know to talk you know her feelings about leonard nimoy and she stopped for a minute because she was signing somebody's autograph she she gave it to back to the person and then she like even like told her hand to like like hold everybody off for a minute and he, she, and he held them back and she stopped and she was like you know you know people have been asking me for interviews about him and I, I haven't given any because I you know I wasn't ready and then she put her hand on mine and she says but I feel safe with you and then she just told me this story about her and Leonard Nimoy and I felt so I mean, I felt honored just to be talking to her, but I felt so, like, like special that she felt that way, you oh, know. that's sweet. Like, and I was like, ah, cool, cool. And then I, I inducted her into the Tribble Nation. She's Queen Tribble and, and went off and she gave me a hug and a kiss on the cheek. And it was like, it's my favorite fan moment to me. Like, that that, that works. I live That's I live a good answer. But my other one, as just a giddy... Like fan thing that I that I saw, you know, experienced. It's very fairly recent. No, oh. when I went to see Shazam, and I was loving Shazam. I, I liked it. I was liking it a lot. And then, and this is I get. It's not a spoiler anymore because it's in the, it's in the commercial. Up until then, they hadn't they hadn't uh, advertised it, but it's in the commercial now. It, there's a moment in Shazam. Where he gets all these kids together 
and says, all right, everybody, say my name. Yeah, yeah. And they say Shazam. Well, and they, at first they say Billy. Oh, that's right. They say <laughs> no, Billy. no, the other name. <laughs> the other name. And they say Shazam, and they turn into the Marvel family. The Shazamily. The sh- right. <laughs> and, man, I was a kid in the theater when that happened because they had not given that yeah, away. I had no idea. At all in any of the promotion and like in a Marvel movie that would have been given away yeah. with the first trailer it was not given away at all and everybody was like oh my god this was and it was so on point because the, the Freddie Freeman guy who was walking around on crutches he turned into more or less Captain Marvel Jr. Mm-hmm. and never walked was always floating he never Oh, walks. my God, I never noticed that. I was like, God, this is so cool. Even when oh. they're all lined up, he's never on his feet. It was so cool. I was like a kid, man. That was, was awesome. The best thing ever. That was a good moment. Even I was like, and I'm not a big Shazam guy, but when that happened, I was like, oh, shit. I figured they were going to wait for the sequel for that. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's real good. Yeah. I should, I should do, if we're going to do a serious one, though, real life shit, um... I was depressed and I was um, not feeling creatively motivated and I didn't know what to do. And Sushan made an appointment with Joe Kubert. Oh, yeah, I remember. She drove me like a couple of hours into Jersey Mm -hmm. to, uh, and it was a surprise. I had no idea where we were going. She's like, we're getting in the car. No idea where we're going. And we pulled up in front of the Joe Kubert school. And uh, I was like, what are we doing here? She's like, oh, I. We're going to go talk to Joe. And, and for like, the people who don't know, the Joe Cuban School is a school specifically for comic book art. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, I just you know, I emailed him. And, uh, you know, she's like, I you know I pulled the cancer card because I had cancer. And <laughs> she was like, uh, she pulled that a little bit and uh, got us just a, uh, gosh, we were, on, we were in there for almost an hour maybe. Nice. Uh, in his personal office, I got to sit in his personal drafting table mm. and look at all the different things he did to his table to specify it to his, like he built things yeah. to hold his ink and everything. He had a whole little setup and uh, he just sat down and talked to me like a human being for so long and uh, he didn't need to do that and he put that time aside and uh, I remember, I think I've told this story before on the show, but I'm going to do it again because you asked on the way home, I said to my wife, that must be what it's like to have a dad. Yeah. And that meant, that meant a lot to me. Uh, so that was real cool. So, yeah, was, I mean, uh, those are my geek moments, but then also my real world. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. What's yours, Brandon? I said it. It was the Dr. Who one. Yeah. Oh, that's, you don't got another one? You got a real one? That was real. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was real for me. That was like a big moment because it was... It was, I just mean like how it may have affected your life. Not really. I mean, mine would, the thing that affected my life the most, it's, I always, I think that pretty much everything in my life I can tie back to Harry Potter. Oh, okay. So it would probably be that. Like I remember the first time I, I decided to read the sixth Harry Potter Even book. my conception. <laughs> what? I tried to read the sixth Harry Potter book because uh-huh. I was like, there's always those people who have read the book before the movies and they're always a little shits about it yeah and i was like i'm gonna be one of them I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> i was like i hate those guys i'm gonna be one of them so i decided to read the sixth book wow. <laughs> and I hate so those guys i want to be i one. did like the math because at school we had to do um we had to like read books like every month mm-hmm. and i was like i have to read this many pages to be done by the day um of the project yeah so i had to read like 70 pages a day or whatever 
so I sat down to read it, and honestly, that's probably how like my like thing about like catching up, doing a lot of stuff, yeah, yeah. comes from. So I had to read seventy pages. And I ended up reading like one hundred and fifty pages the first day, and I ended up reading one hundred pages a week. And I finished the book that like in a week mm-hmm. instead of like a month. And ever since then, I've loved Harry Potter. But like, pretty much everything in my life connects either connects to Harry Potter because like I had one friend, and I re- specifically remember like he was new at the school, and I was like, ah, he he seems fine, but he doesn't seem like that. Like I don't know if we mesh that well. But he really likes Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I guess I'll stay friends with him. And then through him, I met other people and stuff like that. And that connected me to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, through him, I met someone else. And then through that guy, I watched a YouTube channel. And through that YouTube channel, I started reading comics. And so that's how I met you guys. Hey. So, like, pretty much everything connects to Harry Potter in some gotcha. in some way. Six degrees of Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything else before we split? No, that feels like good. a show. That's a good, that's a good show. It's a good show. Yeah. No. Oh. Uh, all right. So we, as we already mentioned, you can email us at blacktriples at gmail.com. Or copopgo at gmail.com. You can throw some money my way if you want to go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. Or you can uh, follow my webcomic on Instagram, Batman's Whiteboard. And Brandon? I don't, I don't got anything. You have a Twitter? I, I don't use it. Okay. Everyone subscribe to JD's Patreon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do what he said. I like that. All right, thank you so did much. Did you for shout out your Patreon? Sure, I just did. Patreon did. slash Johnny oh. Destructo. Did I? I did. You did. Yeah. My he bad. wasn't listening. That's all right. I wasn't either. Uh, it didn't tie so back to Harry Potter. Thank That's you true. so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Ta-da!